نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ربنا زدنا علما إن شاء الله we will listen to the recitation and I want all of you to reflect and think about the traits of the hypocrites and inshallah we'll review them alright so open up your juz وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ مُصْلِحُونَ ألا إنهم هم المفسدون ولكن لا يشعرون وإذا قيل لهم آمنوا كما آمن الناس قالوا قالوا أنؤمن كما آمن السفهاء ألا إنهم هم السفهاء ولكن لا يعلمون وإذا لقوا الذين آمنوا قالوا آمنا وإذا خلوا إلى شياطينهم قالوا إنا معكم إنما نحن مستهزئون الله يستهزئ بهم ويمدهم في طغيانهم يعمهون أولئك الذين اشتروا الضلالة بالهدى فما ربحت تجارتهم وما كانوا مهتدين Okay, what traits do you have? Hypocrite is the one who lies. Doesn't mean that if a person lies, he becomes a hypocrite? He has a quality of the hypocrites. He has resemblance to the hypocrites. And the thing is that if a person has even one quality that resembles a person who's known for that trait, then what happens? It leads him to becoming like them. Because if you lie once, then what will happen? It will give you more confidence to lie another time, again and again, until a person develops that habit of lying habitually, regularly, on every little and small thing. So, first of all, Lying is a trait of who? Hypocrites. And we should remember that وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ And because of that, leave lying. Because sometimes, just out of fear of people, just out of fear of humiliation, just out of fear of embarrassment, or just to keep a good image of ourselves, what do we do? We lie. But in fact, we are harming ourselves. Remember that if a person, he manages to secure his image in front of others in this dunya by lying, in the hereafter he will be humiliated. And that's much worse. Because remember, at the end of the lesson, what did we learn about the munafiqeen? أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ اشْتَرَوُوا الضَّلَالَةَ بِالْهُدَىٰ They have taken misguidance for guidance. فَمَا رَبِحَتْ تِجَارَتُهُمْ وَمَا كَانُوا مُهْتَدِينَ Their trade did not benefit them. 
So a person who wants benefit of this dunya and for that he sacrifices the hereafter, eventually he will suffer eternally. So similarly a person lies for the benefit of this dunya, eventually what's going to happen? He is going to suffer. And many times it happens in this world as well that a person lies and soon after his lies become exposed. And he is humiliated in this dunya even. Just the other day I was reading on the news about some governor in the US who has been jailed and this last week he went to prison. Just imagine, somebody so high up because of the wrong that they have committed, they are humiliated in this dunya even. Just imagine, the governor ends up where? People who are involved in drugs because of a crime that he has committed in this dunya. So I was thinking about it that when a person does something wrong, he is humiliated in this dunya even. Why do people lie? To cover up their faults, to cover up their crimes. Like for example, if a person is asked, did you do your homework? And they say, yes I did it. Whereas in reality they didn't do it. Why are they lying? To cover up their fault. But will it remain covered forever? No. It will be shown in this dunya and it will be shown in the hereafter as well. What other traits do we have? That the words and actions contradict. Or there is a discrepancy in the words and the heart. That in the heart, a person is thinking something else, he feels something else, he intends something else, and he says something else. Why would a person do that? He wants to fit in wherever he goes. Why else would a person do that? That he intends something else, but he says something else. Why? Because he's afraid. He's a coward on the inside. Why else? To gain the temporary worldly benefits. When does a person do that? When he's afraid of speaking out, when he's coward, when he's hiding something, when he's guilty inside. Because when you're confident that what you're doing is right, then you're not afraid of seeing what's in your heart. Isn't it so? This shows that a person is weak on the inside, guilty on the inside. He's cheating others. He's deceiving others. He's trying to keep others in the dark about the reality. What else? Okay, easily persuaded, easily convinced. Ala innahum humus sufaha that they're the ones who are foolish. Because they called the believers foolish. Why? Because they said, look at these people. They were on the religion of their forefathers. There came the Prophet ﷺ. And immediately they left everything that their forefathers used to do. And now they've become Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no, these people, the munafiqeen are foolish. Because when they go to believers, what do they say? We are believers. When they go to their own friends, what do they say? We are with you. This is foolishness. They don't have any faith any iman. And this is the worst kind of person. A person who does not have any faith. In the sense that he's not convinced about what he believes in. Because what happens is that he keeps changing colors. He keeps changing colors. You don't know what he is. You don't know who he is. What he actually wants in life. For example, if you find a person who is very, very religious at one moment, like a certain occasion. At another occasion, you see them as if they don't know anything about the religion. You wonder, what are they? Who are they? What are they trying to do? This kind of a person is the worst type of a person because he's playing around with the religion. What else? They think very highly of themselves. Arrogance. Thinking that what they're doing is the best and everyone else is lower than them, lesser than them. And what's the sign of this? When does a person do this? Or how do you know a person thinks highly of himself? Exactly, when they criticize others a lot. When they pass judgments and comments about other people. Sometimes we have a habit of just talking about other people. 
She was wearing this and she is doing this. She said this and she said that. Why are we talking about other people? We should be concerned about our own actions. Many times it happens that if a person gets a citizenship of a country, then they think very highly of themselves. And when they go back home, they show themselves as someone who is very special, someone who should be honored and respected. And it's as if they are showing off their passport everywhere. And if some new immigrants come, they mock at them, they make fun of their accent, that you're a fob and you don't know any of this, and this is Canada, and this is the U.S., and you don't know how life is over here. What does this show? That a person thinks very highly of himself. We should remove such statements from our language. This is the amazing thing. He has doubts. But at the same time, he thinks very highly of himself. Not proud about the faith, but proud about what they're doing. That look, we are so intelligent that I can fool other people that I'm a believer, but at the same time, I'm doing whatever I want to. And look at these people. They are following everything of the religion. This is the 21st century. You're living in the West. You don't have to do this and you don't have to do that. You're not living in a village of Saudi Arabia. You're not living in the 17th century. This is what the problem is. Do you see what I mean? People in the name of being progressive, in the name of being modern, in the name of being educated, what do they do? They disregard religion. And they look down on the people who follow their religion. What else? Exactly. That they cause mischief and they think that what they're doing is very good. What are some examples of facade, of mischief? For example, people are on very good terms, a family, a couple, some friends, a husband and a wife, or a brother and sister, parents and children. So coming in between them, destroying their relationship. And it happens many times. And sometimes it's unfortunate that it's the close family members who come in between. That for example, a sister-in-law will try to come in the middle of the husband and the wife. Or for example, the wife will try to come between the relationship of the mother and the son. That, oh, you like your mother more than you like me. Well, she's the mother and you are the wife. You are different. He loves his mother in a different way and he loves his wife in a different way. Respect that. Accept that. He has his duties towards his mother and he has his duties towards his wife. And he's obligated to fulfill both of them. Similarly, a husband and wife, perfectly fine. And what happens? Some other relative comes in the middle and destroys the relationship. What other examples of facade fil ard? Ghibah, backbiting. Backbiting is also fasad fil ard. How? Think about it. By the way, riba is something true. It is to mention about your brother what he dislikes behind his back. And the Prophet ﷺ was asked that what if it's true? He's like, exactly. If it was not true, then it would be slander. Right? So riba is true. How is riba fasad fil ard? Because when a person talks bad about the other in matters that are true, then he can also fabricate things about him. He doesn't have any respect for him. He can start mocking at him. It's the door to many, many evils. And similarly, when a person talks bad about the other, what kind of feelings is he spreading amongst people about that person? Negative feelings. A person may think very positively about them, but you said something negative. Now their image will change. Fasad fil ard. Other examples of fasad fil ard? Twisting someone's words. Misinterpreting someone's words Misquoting someone's words Somebody said something in a context Relevant to a particular context You ignore the context And you just say one thing And the other person understands it completely differently What else comes in fasad fil up? Pollution, how? I mean yes, there are factories in China And they're really really bad When it comes to disposing of waste 
But think about ourselves. How do we contribute in destroying the earth? Okay, littering. What else? For example, you see something on your way, like for example, you're in the classroom as you're walking towards the cafeteria, you see somebody has dropped a tissue and you don't bother picking it up and throwing it. Okay, what else? Smoking. <laughs> wasting. Living in this country, we end up wasting a lot. Food, clothes, money, water, time. The amazing thing is sometimes if you go to a class, when everybody leaves, you know what you find all over the classroom? Pencils, erasers, books, notebooks, water bottles, and tissues. Water bottles are the most common. And especially water bottles that are open, and only a few sips have been taken from them, and the rest has been left. I mean, what do you do with that water? Nobody wants to drink it. So that water goes waste, and the bottle goes waste as well. And you know how much effort has been put in to get that bottle to you? How many resources of the earth have been used to get that bottle to you? Similarly, many times there are pens and pencils that are lying around. Yeah, we buy them from the dollar store, a huge pack, and then we don't care. Oh, I have so many, I can't be bothered. I have so many of these. Well, you have so many of these, but you know that if you leave them just like that, it's going to lead to fasad fil ard. There are so many people who don't get pencils, who don't have stationery, and what do we do? We waste it thinking, I have so much, I can't be bothered keeping all of this stuff. When we go to the stores, we can't hold ourselves back, and we shop, shop, shop. And when we come home, we get overwhelmed by the stuff, and then we throw, throw, throw. Unfortunately, we waste. Control yourself when you're at the stores. Don't buy everything that you like. Buy what you need, and then use it properly. My grandmother, when she was visiting me, she was very concerned about taking care of dishes and clothes. And Unfortunately, living over here, you get so used to it. You have a J-cloth in your kitchen. As soon as it gets stained or something, you just throw it. But she'd be like, you know, wash it. You can reuse it. Similarly with clothes. Oh, there's an oil stain? Never mind. We'll just get rid of it. But she was like, this is wasting. You don't do this. But unfortunately, we become so used to getting rid of things that we don't like, getting rid of things that have, you know, small stain on them or something like that. This is a part of arrogance as well. Wastefulness. For example, a person says, I live in an apartment, I give my monthly rent, and the electricity bills are included. So I don't have to care about the use of my electricity. I can leave the lights on all day, all night, even though I'm out of the house. doesn't matter. I don't have to pay the bill. People do that. They will leave, for example, a lamp on all the time, even if it's not needed. I mean, if you need the light, that's different. But you don't need the lights, yet you leave it on, thinking that I don't have to pay the bill, so why worry? What else? I was thinking, because we are talking about wasting, and I was thinking that a lot of these things are related to wanting things that we don't really need. We want so much more than what we can handle. Like, we want more than what we're actually using. And I was thinking about how a long time ago, maybe like 100 years ago, if you went to the Pacific Ocean and you put a bucket in, you would come up with a bucket full of fish. And these days, if you put a bucket in the ocean, you wouldn't come up with any fish. You would come up with maybe some seaweed. Like, there's so many types of animals and creatures that used to be so abundant in the earth. And because of our actions, because we overfished, because we overhunted, we overdid everything, now they're almost extinct. I mean, when is that you need it? That's understood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created all of this for our benefit. We are to use them. But we are not to use them and waste them. What did the Prophet ﷺ say? That even if you are by the river and you're making wudu with river water, how much should you use? Only as much as you need. Because if you use extra what you don't need, then you're wasting. Then you're destroying the earth. So there are many, many examples of fasad fil al. 
What other traits of hypocrites do we learn from these verses? That the hypocrites don't have good manners. The circle is very, very vast of what comes in good manners. Remember that culture also defines what good manners are. Because sometimes we say that, you know, in our religion, there's no such thing as sitting like this and eating like this. I can sit however I want and I can eat however I want. What's the big deal? But if you are at a particular gathering and the proper etiquette is that you sit on the chair and you eat nicely, properly, then you follow the rules. Yes, you follow the sunnah as well. But you also follow the proper manners that are understood, that are ma'roof. What else? Ignorant. That a hypocrite does not have knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of the deen, knowledge of himself. Rebellious. Rebellious to the commands of Allah. That even if they know they're supposed to do something, they don't do it. And when somebody tells them, they say, You think we're silly? You think I'm dumb? I'm never going to do this. I don't want to look foolish. What else? Selfish, seeking advantage, benefits for themselves only. What else? They try to deceive, cheat others. Being treacherous, being dishonest, being disloyal. Any example of that in today's world? Okay, making promises and not fulfilling them. For example, telling someone that you can buy something for this much money, whereas in reality it's more expensive. So in order to sell, cheat, lie. What else? Being two-faced. Cheating on a test. يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ amanu. It's the worst thing that a person can do, cheating on a test. Allah is watching you. You cannot hide from Allah. Have haya of Allah at least. Deceiving other people, the examiner, the teacher. It's unfair. Cheating the government as well. Cheating from your boss's time. For example, the boss expects you to work 9 to 5 so that you can be paid a particular amount of money. You walk in casually at 9.30 knowing that your boss never comes up before 10 o'clock. And you leave around 4.30 knowing that your boss leaves at 3 o'clock. This is what? Cheating. Not doing the work. Saying that you've done something and you haven't done it. Not paying for software, movies, uh, games, things like that on the computer. Because we think that anything on the computer, it should be free. So we think that if we need Photoshop, we can just go download Photoshop. We don't have to pay for it. You know, so many software developers, they go broke because nobody's paying for their software. Exactly. Even Islamic media. We know it has a copyright, but we say, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, reprint it, recopy it. And the reason why people have a copyright is A, so that they can make profit. Why make profit? So that they can produce more things. And secondly, they have a copyright to make sure that the quality is the same. If, for example, you buy CDs or whatever from the bookstore or books from the bookstore, like for example, you're just even and you say, oh my God, they're selling it for $7 and you say, I can photocopy it and my own photocopier at home. I'm not going to bother buying it from the bookstore. Okay, you photocopy it, you have a very bad copy in front of you because the color is not the same, some words are not clear. You say, oh, you know what, I can photocopy it for you. Get it for free from me. Just give me $5. You know, I'll give you $2 cheaper. So what's going to happen? It's going to affect the production of more juz. And secondly, there's going to be poor quality available. You know what people are going to say? You know the Al-Huda juz? They have such poor quality. Yes. Yeah. Good example. Jailbreaking your phone or your iPad or your iPhone so that you can download all of the applications for free. People don't like to pay for applications. But the amazing thing is, I mean, how much do apps cost for generally? 99 cents, $1.99. Don't you buy a coffee for that much money? You do. More than that. You go to Tim Hortons, you buy a coffee, a muffin, a cookie, and that's more than that. 
But surprisingly, when it comes to buying an app that could help you work more efficiently or help your child learn something good, you don't want to spend over there. For example, you have an assignment and you lie, I was sick, so that you can be given more time. Lying, cheating, deceiving. And we think we're so clever. This is not cleverness. This is foolishness. Because a person is preparing fire for himself in the hereafter by these things. We think religion is only about performing salah, giving zakat. No, religion is about how you deal with other people as well. This is also very important. Exactly, cheating parents. Where are you going? I'm going to school. I have an assignment due right now. So I'm just going to go. And where do you go? To the mall with your friends. For example, a person is fasting and their parents know that they're fasting because they woke up for suhoor. But when they go to school, they're hungry, they want to go out with their friends and they go and eat with their friends. And when they come home, they pretend that they're still fasting and they have the futur with their family as well. This is really yukhadi'oon Allah walladheena amanu. What else? Like for example, overcharging someone. If a person is a salesperson for a particular company and at the end of the month or at the end of the year whenever they give their bills, they say, oh, I went to this restaurant because I had to take a client over there. Whereas they took their family over there. They charge it as a business expense. Similarly, if a person has a private business, at the end of the year, they even submit their personal expenses as their business expenses so that they're not charged taxes on that. Just to save a little bit money. A person goes to school in front of their parents with their hijab on, with their abaya on. And as soon as they get to school, there goes off the hijab, there goes off the abaya. And you don't even know who that person is anymore. Cheating. Trying to fool the parents. And it's amazing how children think that when they're doing something like this, they are so clever, they're so intelligent, they're so smart that they managed to deceive their parents and their parents didn't even figure out. Taking somebody else's work and pretending that it's yours, submitting it as your own essay, whereas you took it from the internet, so that you can get good marks on it. Yes, deceiving yourself by procrastinating, saying, I don't have time to do this, I don't have time to do this, whereas in reality you do have the time. Okay, telling someone that something is halal, whereas in reality it's haram, or saying that something is haram, whereas in reality it's halal. Like for example, if parents don't want their children to buy something, they say, oh no, it might be haram. It is haram. Whereas in reality it's halal. Okay, person says he prayed salah or he gave the zakah, whereas in reality he didn't do it. Now one thing that we learn about the hypocrites is cheating, deceiving others. And there are many ways of cheating and deceiving. And there's one more thing that I want to mention. A lot of times we try to deceive others by appearing different than what we are. So we'll try putting on makeup, we'll try like plucking our eyebrows and doing all the crazy things to show that we are more beautiful or more different person than who we actually are and we deceive others through that. Like for example, wearing makeup, no harm in that. Obviously a woman should beautify herself but if it's gone to the extent where you can't even tell what her original skin color is, you know, what her eyebrows are like, then this is deception. Similarly, shaping the eyebrows, this is also deception. Putting hair extensions, this is also deception. Getting those fake long nails, deception. You put light makeup on, you put something that's more natural looking. It's perfectly fine. No harm in that because it's only enhancing your beauty. Like for example, it's understood. If you put lip gloss, everybody knows your lips are not actually shiny. I mean, there would be a problem if your lips were actually shiny like that. Something maruf is understood. But if it's like layers and layers and layers of makeup, which completely hides your reality, I mean, you actually have wrinkles, but because of that, you can't even see those wrinkles. That's not right. This is deceiving others. Exactly. Sure, you've seen videos of how people makeup is done on them and then eventually their picture is also photoshopped and so that they look completely different from who they are actually. 
One more thing about the hypocrites that somebody didn't mention is mocking at others, making fun of others. Does it hurt if somebody makes fun of you? It hurts a lot. Hurts me at least. I don't like it. So if you don't like it for yourself, don't do it to others. Another thing, that the hypocrite is also blinded. He doesn't see reality as it is. Anyway, the list is endless. As you can see, there's so many things that can come up in this. Do you remember about the successful people we learned that who are they? Muttaqeen. They are those who are conscious and careful. Fearful of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Careful and conscious when it comes to dealing with other people. If you see a muttaqi is completely different from a munafiq. What does a munafiq do? He follows his desires, does whatever he feels like. He's dishonest, he cheats, he lies. He doesn't care about other people, doesn't care about other people's feelings, doesn't care about other people's trusts, that if people have trusted you with regard to something, you don't cheat them. He doesn't care. But a muttaqi cares. Completely different. So we all must think about ourselves at this moment, that what are we doing? How are we with other people? If we ever come into a disagreement with other people, do we become rude and loud? And do we start yelling and become disrespectful? If somebody has trusted us with something, what are we doing? Are we keeping their trust or are we doing something that they told us not to do? What are we doing? We all need to reflect on ourselves. Because remember, if a person goes towards hypocrisy, then he's going to increase in that. فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا It's going to increase. So a person must stay away from all of these actions, from all of these traits, from all of these negative qualities in order to save himself.